Hey y'all, welcome back to Healthy and Then Happy, where anything goes, but I mainly talk about the importance of prioritizing your overall health, nutrition, and training in order to live your happiest life every day. Today's episode is just a little bit different. I'm not really talking about a fitness-related topic, but I think that it is kind of related to just what I promote on my platform and things like that, um, just about lifestyle in general. Um, The topic is tackling the transition from college to adulthood. So kind of that phase of you just graduated college and now, you know, you're expected to be an adult and you don't really know what to do or how to navigate it. That's where I'm at at 22 years old. And I think a lot of my followers are too. So I wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's something that's relatable. I'm going to touch on the topics of having to learn the routine of a nine to five, moving to a new city, outgrowing friendships, finding yourself outside of school clubs and extracurricular activities and planning for the future even. And I'm going to try to keep this more on the side of the struggles of just being a human um, and feeling alone and experiencing change rather than like the t- the typical like career advice that you hear a lot about trying to network and climb the corporate ladder and stuff like that after college. Um, kind of avoid that side of it. But honestly, I don't think I'm going to share in this episode anything earth shattering or just like entirely novel to what you probably already know that you need to do or like things that you are trying to do when tackling this life transition. So if you're looking for like the secret key, you're not going to find it on this podcast. But if nothing else, maybe this will be relatable and comforting and maybe even help you realize like the things that you need to do to change and your actions or your lifestyle or your relationships to help make things easier on yourself while trying to navigate this part of your life. Um, To give a little bit of a background about myself and where I'm currently at in life, uh, like I said, I'm 22 years old. I just graduated college at the University of Alabama. I got my undergraduate degree in chemical engineering and I went on to get my MBA, which I finished in May. So about like five, six months ago, I have a job. I work from home and I live just about 20 minutes outside of where I went to college so I didn't really move off from campus but you know a lot of my friends did um so they're not really like all around here anymore but um I did kind of stay around I didn't move to a new city or anything like that but I'll I'll touch on that as well in the podcast episode um I compete in powerlifting I go to the gym that's like my main hobby right now but kind of where I'm at in life I, I bought a house right after I graduated and Um, So I've been navigating the adulthood and the responsibilities and everything that comes with having a house. I I have two dogs now. Um, I love them to death, but I'm also learning the new uh, aspects of being a dog mom and being responsible for them. Two puppies at once is a struggle too. But yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of different things that come with adulting that you don't even really realize until you're at that point of adulting like you know that there's bills and you know that there's responsibilities and setting your own appointments and stuff like that but you just don't realize how hard and different it is until you really do it all yourself I'm also in a relationship I've we've been together for 10 months now and very solid relationship one of those times where you know you kind of just feel like you're with the right person and it feels like your life is finally starting to fall into place so that's kind of just a little overview of what my life is like and why I feel like I relate enough to come on here and talk about that life of post-graduation and the transition into adulthood. I'm going to kind of divide this discussion up into a few different topics, but the first topic I want to discuss is learning the routine of a nine to five or eight to five or seven to four or whatever your schedule is, whether it's night shift at the hospital or a teacher schedule. 
it's all different than what you were doing in college. You know, in college you have class Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to 2, and then Tuesday, Thursday, 9 to 11, or, you know, whatever your schedule was that semester, but something like that. And then Friday at 2 p.m. is when you start planning your weekend out with your friends or even start pre-gaming for the night. Now you're counting down every second until 5 p.m. so you can go home, maybe go to the gym, eat your dinner, shower, watch TV, and curl up with your dog and go to bed just to wake up Saturday and do yard work or laundry or whatever adult task that you didn't have time to do during your busy week. So it's just different. Your life is way different than it was. Um, I think it's extremely normal to hate the 9 to 5, to be completely exhausted by this new routine of just wash, rinse, and repeat of your boring work day. But it's also important to value the small things that give you joy and that you get joy from. Maybe that's going to get an iced coffee before work or waking up early to spend a little extra time with your dog before you leave. Or maybe it's decorating your office to be super cute so that you enjoy looking at it and being in it every day. Maybe you find joy in the songs that you listen to on the way to work or a certain podcast that you listen to. But whatever it is, do it every single day. Don't let yourself become miserable and gray and just drag through the nine to five without finding joy in things. The joy is there. You just have to create it sometimes. And I also want to encourage you to not look at your older coworkers as like annoying or cranky or whatever you think about them. I know they can suck sometimes, but they were once in your shoes and they have a lot of experience under the belt. So I don't just mean like in their job, but like also in life. Um, one of my coworkers actually posted on Facebook the other day for her 39 year work anniversary. And I read her post and it was just like, beautiful and it was nice to read that and realize you know like they're humans too and they have a lot of experience and they've seen a lot of changes in the job like through their time being there um so I'm gonna read some of it to you actually so you know I work at NASA Marshall Space Flight Center um she had wrote I won't read the whole post because it was kind of long but some of the points that I liked reading she she just made some points about like things that had changed in the office since she'd been there in 39 years and it was typewriters carbon paper whiteout do-overs and hand carrying papers to be signed and processed there are now digital signatures and emailing documents smoking was allowed at your desk ashes and coffee stains were on everything now there's no smoking in the buildings only outside but nowhere close to doors there's more women in the workplace now requiring more women's restrooms added over the years which that's actually funny when i went on site to look at things it's funny to see how in some of the older buildings the women's restrooms actually looked like an afterthought I don't know if it's like this in all old work buildings, but like at NASA where it's like all engineers and there used to not be any women in engineering. It is crazy. It's like in some of the buildings, it's genuinely like the the women's restrooms are like in a weird corner of the building. Like they had to be put into a storage closet like later because they were not they didn't have any when the buildings were first built. It's, it's kind of interesting. More diversity in the workplace, she said. Uh, women's work roles moved to other than secretaries and into all areas and management. The shift from wearing dresses and pantyhose to now pants and more comfy clothes and then to casual Friday and now casual every day. And now a shift from be in the office every day to telework, work from home and hybrid working. And we can still be just as if not more productive. So those are just a few of the notes um, from her post where she added just in some changes of things that have changed in the workplace over the years. And I mean, I think we all know that things have changed, but it's just interesting to hear their perspective on it. And I would just love to sit down and have a talk with her about it one day and just kind of discuss how things have changed and what she liked better, if she liked it back then more, if she really enjoys how things have changed now. And I just, in short, I think there's a lot of value in learning from them and appreciating their experiences. And you might even find a friend in them if you're willing to actually try. And I think they're people who can genuinely help you get through this weird transitional stage because they have done that before. They, they definitely transition from college into the workplace at one point in their life, and they can definitely give you some advice that may be even specific to the job that you do. 
which could be really helpful. And then my next point is moving to a new city. So this is tough for the obvious reasons, moving away from all your friends and maybe family. In fact, your friends probably scattered all over the country if they're anything like mine. You may not even be within driving distance to some of your friends anymore. Maybe you are. But honestly, it doesn't matter if you didn't move to a new city or away from your friends. Regardless, it is time to make new friends. That's not saying like discard all of your current friends, but it is time to make new ones. Uh, That's a really important key to surviving new stages of life is that you need to learn how to make new friends in every stage because people change, life changes, and you need to be able to welcome in new friends because you're going to come across people, different people at all different stages of your life. Um, Just always need to be welcoming to them and always be welcoming to new experiences. You may not be where you've moved to forever, but you will regret it if you don't make the most of it while you're there. Um, it's important to have connections wherever you've been. I mean, I think it's funny. My mom also went to school in Tuscaloosa at the University of Alabama, and she still had some friends that stayed around and lived um, in the area. So whenever I first moved off to college, there was actually a few times where things came up and I was too far away from my parents for them to do anything in that moment. But my mom still had friends living around here. So she was able to get in contact with them. They could help me out with whatever I needed and or like answer my question or whatever it happened to be at that time. So Making connections everywhere could benefit you any time down the road, could benefit you 10, 20 years down the road. You never know. This next one is one that I didn't really know myself if I was really prepared for or not, but it's outgrowing friendships. So when you start transitioning into adulthood, the differences in maturity levels between people start to just like illuminate. Like it's it's almost like everything was black and white before. You can see shades of gray in people like you can tell that not everyone's exactly the same. Um, And you know that, like, not every friend or acquaintance is maybe as mature as the other. But then, like, a switch flips once you graduate and, like, you're moving into adulthood. And it's like you put on a pair of colored glasses and suddenly everything's in color. And the difference between purple and orange just couldn't be more clear. I know that's, like, kind of a weird analogy. But just, like, it's so obvious that not everyone is the same or, like, on the same level in terms of maturity anymore. Things just become so much more like apparent and noticeable that some of your friends do not have the same values for their future or maybe even their current values as you do. Um, When you're in college, you feel very connected to everyone that's around you for the most part. And this doesn't mean that everyone in college is the same, but it's just that you can always find your people anywhere. And those groups make you feel really seen. Like I always felt like I connected well with my engineering friends. I felt like my group of friends in chemical engineering classes were the, you know, like quote, cool kids like. Not everyone in engineering goes out and has fun and such. I mean, engineering of all majors is definitely one of those where you're going to find the recluses and the people who only want to play video games and stay in. But I had my group of friends that you would find out at a bar on any given Friday or Saturday. And most of us also love to work out from time to time. But yet you'd also find us at the library in between classes every day trying to stay on top of our homework. So I'd say like my group of friends, we had balance. We had a lot in common. But then I also felt very connected to my sorority friends. My sorority was kind of known for having that reputation of being one of the smarter houses on campus. And I think that followed suit for a lot of us. Same with my engineering friends. We definitely wouldn't miss a football game or a date party, but we also wouldn't miss a homework assignment like due date or an exam or something like that. And, you know, those are the main aspects of college, school and social life. So if you find people who connect with and they're on the same levels as you of like holding their importance or their values to the same level as you, like in those aspects of school and social life, you probably felt like you related well to your friends. And then, of course, we all have are things that we do on our own time. Mine was the gym. Some people's may be an extracurricular or a club that they're involved in that maybe you're not involved in or like a job that you don't have. So we all, you know, do our own things. But 
for the most part, we connected on the major like life consuming topics and our schedules were overall the same. Like we sleep in as long as we can before we need to get ready for class or whatever. We go to class, we do our homework, we then maybe do our own thing like the gym or work or whatever. We get ready, we go out, we do something, whether that's a party or dinner or just like hanging out together. But then, you know, we repeat. We do it every day. We all did it. We all lived the same general lifestyle in college. We're like in a bubble. But then when you begin adulthood, that's when the colored glasses go on. Like when you start to be able to like see the color and you see the difference in people. Um, you, you start to see the difference between you and your friends. You start to see who doesn't leave the party stage behind when you graduated. You start to see the ones whose parents are perfectly happy with taking care of them throughout their 30s until they find a lifelong partner to provide for them. You'll see the ones who enter the workforce and dedicate their whole life to their job. You'll see the ones who get married and start a family extremely fast. And since college and adulthood times don't always line up perfectly, like the timelines don't always line up perfectly, there's also those who may have a few more years left of undergrad or maybe even go on to get a higher level degree like med school or law school or their master's degree or whatever. There isn't just one clear path that is right or wrong after graduating college, but the reality is that there are a million different paths that people take and each one of them is typically very different. And if you relate to any of those types of people that I mentioned, like I said, none of them are necessarily the wrong path, but let's call a spade a spade. The person who didn't leave their party stage behind when they left campus and the person who got engaged, married, and is starting a family a few months after graduation are the difference in the orange person and the purple person. When you put on those colored glasses, you can just tell they are not on the same level of maturity anymore. They don't click the same anymore. And in college, they may have just been pretty similar, not that different because we were all doing the same things. We were all going to class. We were all going out, hanging out with our friends on pretty similar schedules. Then you put on those, you know, (laughs) colored glasses and you can just tell how different they are because that's the step from walking across the graduation stage and into adulthood. They're different and they have different priorities. And I'm not saying it isn't possible to remain friends, but I am saying that it changes things and you need to be prepared for those changes because they are shocking. And I would say that my path is a mix of a lot of things and yours probably is too. For me, after I've graduated college I got a full-time job I bought a house my boyfriend and I got more and more serious now he pretty much lives with me I have two dogs I'm starting my own garden I enjoy perfecting the landscaping around my house I wake up and go to church on Sundays I pay real bills I pay real insurance I make my own appointments I do the adulting thing I still enjoy going to concerts traveling going out with people from time to time I'm not gonna act like I'm a 40 year old hobbit but I definitely am far from who I was when I was in college And I won't lie, seeing some of my friends from college getting engaged, married, having kids, it is a shocking thing. And I don't feel as if our friendship really has much precedence in their life anymore. And especially for the ones that I don't live near anymore. And it's understandable. Like, I don't fault them for that. We aren't on the same timeline. And it is pretty difficult to connect with people who aren't living a similar life as you anymore or even have a similar schedule. So to put the reality of it into perspective... If I'm going to bed at 10 p.m., I, I don't have much of a connection to the friend in my life who wants to go to a bar at 9 p.m. every night, you know? So my tip here is that you don't have to end a friendship. However, a real friend wouldn't hound you for not still living the lifestyle that y'all lived in college. They wouldn't speak negatively towards you for moving forward with your life for the better. And it is okay to just let the friendship run its course and die. Like, honestly, don't bend over backwards, compromising your happiness and the life that you want for a friend who isn't in the same spot of their timeline as you are. It's important to find people who are in the same place as you and connect with them and form new friendships. So, like I said, it's okay to let the friendship run its course. You will outgrow your friends at some point. You may not. You and your friend may evolve 
at the same part of life and go through all of the things that life has to offer together. But at some point, there are some people that you will outgrow and that it's okay. But that kind of leads me into my next topic, which is finding yourself outside of the social groups or clubs or extracurricular activities that you were involved in during college. So if a big chunk of your time during college was spent doing activities with your sorority, that was a big part of mine, it is time to move on from that and find yourself. If most of your time was spent being involved in student government or intramurals or maybe even you played college sports, it is also time to move on from that. Those are things that unfortunately end when you graduate college And they are absolutely similar social groups and things to get involved with in the life of a young adult. But you can't just hang on to your sorority lifestyle forever and you can't live the rest of your life bringing up the fact that you played college soccer in every conversation. People really don't care that much and they will get tired of hearing about it. When it comes to the topic of making new friends and connecting with new people in your early adult life, you need to be able to talk to people about what you do now, not just what you used to do. Having the commonality that you both used to do the same thing in college can really only take a friendship so far if you want to become close with them. So if you don't have anything that you do now, find something. Find yourself. That's that's the most important thing here is like find yourself, find what you actually enjoy doing. Fortunately, I have a really small, close-knit community at my gym, which I actually met all of them while I was in college, but they've really been my core group in my adult life. Um, We all see each other at the gym every day. Most of us are all either still in college or in the early adult years. We're ranging from the ages of like 19 to uh, over 30, Um, but we all relate on the topic of powerlifting, and that's like our segue into learning more about each other and what else we may have in common. Like, for example, my friend Corey, I would say has been one of my closest like early adulthood friends at the gym. She's 30 and I'm 22, but I feel like I have way more in common with her than the majority of my friends from college that are my age. We both powerlift, we both have dogs, we both don't have kids, we both have jobs, we both just got our MBA. We find commonality in talking about our plants and our gym clothes and shopping and other things. So when you find yourself and you find those things that you enjoy doing outside of your old life, you will have a much easier time connecting to people who come along in the new stage of life other than just talking about what you used to do and that you have nothing to do now. (laughs) And there's so many things. Join a book club if you like reading. Start getting more involved in your church. Join a dog club where you can bring your dog and socialize with others. Make work friends. Ask them what they like to do outside of work. Try new things that you wouldn't have ever thought of before. Start journaling. Flush your thoughts out in writing and really discover what you want out of life. I really enjoy journaling, like even even typing. Just kind of start typing my thoughts out and like really just flushing them out. Like doing this podcast is something that I really enjoy doing. Like talking things out and really just like putting my thoughts out there and into words is very helpful for like realizing what you want out of life and where you actually stand on a lot of topics. And I think it's important to sit down, really think about what you want and who you are and and put those into actions and start doing things that you actually enjoy so that you can find hobbies and find people to connect with within those hobbies. And that actually leads me into my next topic, which is discovering your values and planning your future. So I know it's pretty cliche to answer the question of, oh, where do you want to be in five years? But if you're really struggling with feeling lost in your 20s or in this like transitional phase from college to adulthood, I want you to like actually pause the podcast here and answer these three questions. So first, where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? And where do you see yourself in 10 years? So when you answer these questions, be really specific for yourself and also be realistic and then think about the steps that you need to take to get there. And if your answer for one year, for example, 
is to be financially stable enough to buy a house. Think about what it would take to get to that point. Then you need to shift your priorities towards something that will help you get to that goal. So maybe you need to start saving $800 a month for, of your paycheck, specifically to go towards down payment on a house. Houses are complicated, so obviously it would depend on the price of the house and the percent you're looking to put down. But anyway, a general goal would be a good thing to decide on. So now you got to think of like, where can you get that extra 800 a month from? Are you eating out a lot? Is that something you'd be willing to cut? Could you start buying more groceries and cooking all your meals at home? Now, I'm not trying to get like too much into financial lessons here because trust me, I'm the last person that needs to be giving financial advice on this podcast right now. But the point is, you need to get a visual of where you want to be in a year, a visual of where you want to be in five years, a visual of where you want to be in 10 years. Think about what it would take to get there from point A to point B and then shift your priorities accordingly. So it's okay to not have a specific plan, but you need to at least have like a general idea of what you want out of life. Like it's, it's not okay to be walking around in adulthood with zero direction. Like that was okay in college, but like this is not the time for it. It's really not okay now. Like, and that's just the truth. That's a, a harsh truth. But once you're entering into adulthood, like you're expected to have these things figured out. And I know that none of us actually have it all figured out, but you've got to have some type of, you don't have to have a, a step-by-step plan, like every single little thing planned out, but you need to have some sort of a direction that you're headed. You can't just plan on being right where you are forever. You know, you know what I mean? Like if you don't have something you're working towards, you may not know exactly what that is, but in your mind, you've got to sit down and figure out what it is because everybody's got something. If you have absolutely nothing, you just want to be exactly where you are the rest of your life. You know, that, that's just different. But yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be a super extravagant plan. But an example, like if the only thing that you really, really know that you want out of life is you want kids one day, you don't need to be dating guys who don't want kids. If you're in a relationship and you hear the first word out of their mouth at some point when you get on the topic of kids and it's literally like, I have no intentions of having kids one day, end the relationship there. Like, I, I don't care how much you love them. I mean, I've seen that in some of my friends that I have at this age. Like, we aren't 16 anymore. Dating isn't just a silly little fun thing. You need to know what you value and want out of life and what you want out of a partner and you need to make your decisions accordingly. Like, when I say, like, what is your goal for five years and now change your stuff and take steps to achieve it like I'm not trying to like like just regurgitate a self-help book here I'm saying like if you know that a value of yours is to be married and you are talking to a boy that has no intentions of ever getting married you just need to walk away that doesn't align with what you want for your life so I think you just like need to have some type of a visual of what you see yourself doing Um, I'm not I'm not trying to I don't know. I'm trying my best not to sound like a self-help book here, but in the simplest way possible at this point in your life, this is not when you need to be wasting your time on people and things that don't fit into what you value. I could go a little more into depth about like what my one year, five year, 10 year plan would be and like things that I have incorporated into my life or changed about my life to take steps towards that goal. But I don't really know that y'all want to hear me flush out my one, five and 10 year plan on the podcast. But the main point is that you've got to decide at this point what's really important to you. And if being in a long term and solid relationship, maybe in a year is something that's important to you and you're single right now, you need to decide like what your priorities are in a partner. I'm not saying like go out and start just searching high and low for any man, but I'm saying figure out what your priorities and your values are and do not stray from those. Set boundaries for yourself and and don't stray from those. Not at this age. I do like to say that the best things always come when you're not searching. So again, like that wasn't me saying go go find your values and then go search for anyone that checks off your list. But when the right guy comes along, don't just expect that it's automatically the right guy. 
if they aren't fitting within what your boundaries are and aligning with what your values are. Like the man that you're looking for, you're not just looking for the cutest guy that you have the biggest crush on. You're looking for a guy that has a similar outlook on life as you. Maybe someone that does want to get married, does want to have kids, wants to live in a certain area of the world near your family, values the things that you value. If those are the things that are important to you, I mean, the things I'm listing are, are things that are important to me and finding someone that aligns with that and has this similar outlook on life is super important to me. And I think that that's something that you have to make a priority in your life because it's in, I mean, I don't want to make this all about just like your relationship and how that's a super important part of this topic, but it really is because when you're picking a partner and picking the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, like you can't just change that person. So you've got to find someone that fits within what you're actually looking for. You can't just say, Oh, I'm just going to date this guy right now. I mean, he sucks. This guy's got no ambition whatsoever, but he'll change and you know whenever we're like about to have kids I'm sure that will like make him want to be more ambitious to provide for them like no you can't just expect that someone's going to change and this also goes for every aspect of your life like down to the way that you fuel your body the way that you eat your nutrition the way that you work out and you protect your own health and your own life and your own future so like for example maybe it's time to step away from drinking every day if part of your five-year plan isn't to be an alcoholic you need to identify destructive tendencies and eliminate them if they aren't part of what your plans are. And I'm also not saying every action and every decision that you make has to be end goal oriented. Like if you go out and have a night with your friends and you drink means that in five years you're going to be an alcoholic. Like please don't take it to that extreme. But a lot of your actions and decisions should be based on what your goals are and your values are. And just to wrap it up, I want to share a few points that you can carry on with you after listening to this podcast so one it's okay to hate the nine to five but you also have to realize that this is your new normal now so learn to find joy in the small things and recognize the value in the experienced people around you make the most of it wherever you are it's okay and very normal to outgrow some of your friends and you need to find yourself outside of the identity you claimed in your college years you're just as much of a loser as the guy who would have gone d1 after high school if he hadn't fractured his pinky if you don't find yourself and find new things to do after college you can't brag about what you did in college forever discover what you truly value in life by visualizing where you see yourself in the future and use that as your roadmap to navigating all your decisions Finally, things change and so do people. You have to learn how to roll with the punches. I know things are hard right now and with this economy, it's probably the worst time for some of us to be thrown out into the world on our own right after graduation, but we are all going to get through this. That's just the truth. We'll, we'll get through it. It's hard, but we will. And that's all I have for this episode. I hope this helps some of y'all at least realize that you're not alone. The transition from college to early adulthood is hard, but it is not impossible. I love y'all so much. Talk to y'all next week.